0: The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.
1: Hey, it's three oh seven on the six thirty Chad afternoon news. Well. Listen to this. Canadians suffering emotional stress resulting from their financial situation more than ever. That according to the financial stress survey from the Financial Planning Standards Council, it says four in 10, 41% of you, ranked money as their greatest stress over their personal health, their work, their relationships, and with it being Mental Health Week, the Financial Planning Standards Council commissioned this survey, and we thought we'd have Kelly Keene, personal finance expert, and of course, one of our favorite guests, author, you name it, she does it. Um, we, we thought we'd have her into the studio to talk uh, a little bit about this. You talk about being embarrassed about finances. Why would you be
2: embarrassed if no one else knows what's going on? Oh, that's a really good question. But you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's that's the the, the the problem and the stress Starts to seep into so much of people's lives, right? Uh, in February, we did um, the F.P.S.C. These are the folks that certify financial planners in Canada. We did a financial infidelity survey.
0: Oh, I like the sound yeah, of this. I said,
2: what is that? Of how many couples were keeping oh, secrets oh yeah. from each other? Like even bankruptcies, and so. Um, you know, it revealed that half of, of Canadians were, are losing sleep about money. And this is a follow-up survey from 2014. We wanted to see, has it changed? And it really was very similar. In fact, um, worse, though. Uh, still, same thing, ranking uh, money stresses as number one. But it begs a bigger question. So, Canadians are feeling the stress of, of keeping up with the Joneses right? Mm -hmm. And this is a lot of where the stress is coming from is they're going to be found out. They don't really know, in fact, how everyone else is doing. They look and see, wow, look at Jalen, look at Andrew. But no one really knows Uh how Jalen and Andrew are doing. And for all of history that we've been on this planet, with the exception of the last few decades, if you were poor, you looked poor, and if you were rich, (laughs) you looked rich. Uh Period. I Uh mean, everyone knew it. You know, everyone knew it, even if you weren't dressing and you weren't fancy. Now, no one has a clue. They have no idea, and so they're falsely comparing, I've done it myself, and I've known what's on the other side of that person's balance Mm -hmm. sheet. Like how, or or I knew that they had an inheritance, or I know that they've got a half a million dollar line of credit, and that's how they're doing it. But it's still really hard, even when you know, to not compare yourself financially to others.
0: So are you saying that most people think that their friends and family are doing better?
2: Mm That is the number one thing I get across Canada is... How is everyone else making it? How does everyone else have the second car, the family, vacation? And then you take millennials, this younger generation of around 18 to 34, and you have that Instagram effect where, and you know what? It's not just affecting them. It's affecting everyone. My mom's 80 and she's on Facebook. And you can't help but have that seep into your psyche when, you know, coming up on Mother's Day, you're only going to see the best daughters and sons of what they did for their (laughs) mothers.
0: Well, that's social media in general, right? Right? Exactly. Everybody's life is just perfect it on social amazing. media. amazing. No yep. one's
2: crying. No one's broke. No one's going bankrupt. Um, everyone is being able to tick off a bucket list, is being able to respond to wants and not just needs. No one says, I cannot afford it. And when I say I can't afford it, that's because they're doing a calculation like, well, i got to pay the mortgage off and save for the RSP and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. People aren't even doing that. Half of well, Canadians are $200 away from not being able to pay their bills.
0: I, I totally get that. I, I think about it all the time. Um, I don't like to entertain in my house, for example. Okay. I own a very small house. Yeah. And in comparison to my friends, um, it's, it's just tiny. Yeah. But I owe practically nothing on it. Mm, Right? So I don't know what my friend's mortgages look like. I just know. So we're just looking at the objects and saying, well, bigger car, better house, uh, longer vacations. But I don't know how they're paying for any of that. I assume they can afford it. You always, don't you, assume that everyone's more financially responsible than you? Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. And unless you've been the banker, so not just the investment person, but the actual banker that sees that other side of the balance sheet, do you in fact know... How that person is mm-hmm. doing, and that person could be doing well right now, but one step away from not being able to do well. I mean, I had a client. I'm not in the financial industry, but when I was, I had a client that threw a very, very lavish party for his wife, and I remember attending with my husband, thinking, "How are they doing this? Like, like I don't. We don't have the money to do it. Like, it was lavish, people. It was very lavish. He was in my office two days later with tears, saying, "I'm one step away from bankruptcy." And I said, "Why did you throw the party?" And you know what he said. Everyone thinks I'm in financial trouble. I had to show them otherwise. Oh Mm. my goodness gracious! This is going on. And then a University of Alberta professor, with another um, professor out of Israel, actually went to quantify the keeping up with the Joneses effect. And what he found, they studied lottery winners, and what he found is, thank goodness, you're not likely to have your neighbors win the lottery. But if they did, for every thousand dollars they won in a lottery, your chance of going bankrupt increases by 2.4% because you see this lavishness of your neighbor Hmm. or now, It's unlikely your neighbor's going to win a lottery, but people are going to have windfalls that you don't know Mm -hmm. about. And all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. your friends or family, and, I mean, there's studies that show even your tight uh, group of friends, even if they're not in the same city, if one friend starts drinking more, smoking, gains 10 pounds, your likelihood of having that happen to you, even though you don't see it, starts to increase.
1: Oh, I'm blaming the weight gain on on the Vancouver girls. (laughs) It's all their fault. I'm blaming
0: it on you. (laughs) (laughs) All, All but the smoking part.
1: Oh my goodness. Hmm. You know the and you know what Andrew says and he talks about his house and 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 the thing yeah. is he has a beautiful home. Mm. Well, he my wife
0: a, makes it a beautiful home, you, but it's small. She's worked,
1: yeah, but it doesn't, it's not small as a no, beautiful. I'm not embarrassed home. of it. It's what no. I can afford and it's but it's a beautiful it, it is a beautiful home and his wife has worked her butt off, you mm-hmm. know, when she wanted to get it all read and it, but yeah it was i was like what are you talking about mm-hmm. i couldn't believe that he's like oh, i'm not having people over." well i
0: can't take you out to the back uh, part of the ranch and show you the horses or anything i mean it's it's a house in twilliger is yeah what
1: it is. well whatever there's lots of houses in twill i lived in twilliger too it's just it was interesting <laughs> i just i remember when he s-
2: said that and i just thought well that's strange well, is she what it is because, because that's it, what he's thinking yes. it's not what i'm thinking And it's a compared to what And it compared to whom, Yeah. right? soon as you get a different peer group, you start to compare different Mm -hmm. things and how you were brought up. I mean, uh, everyone knows that Warren Buffett's still driving his uh, Ford 150 pickup truck and (laughs) has the house he paid $35,000 for all those years ago. It's what's important to you, what's going to help you sleep at night. But some people never check in on that. Um, I've been on your show talking about the poor kid syndrome that I spent... My 20s, trying to live up to, racked up a lot of debt, had to atone for that. So it's a thing. A lot of people have that residing within them. They don't know why. Then when you couple, then Uh you become a couple. And now your money issues and the other person's money issues now get Uh exacerbated. Uh Then you have kids. And you don't want to say no to the kids. You don't want the kids to feel poor. The kids can't say, hey, you know, uh, we've got a great RSP and therefore I'm not wearing designer clothes or whatever. <laughs> yeah. what, what, you know, mom and dad are, are doing well and, and, and they, feel, they feel satisfied in how I'm dressed. Like The reality is, is, is there isn't a clear delineation between needs and wants for everyone. And it's really hard for the younger generation to come up, look at the baby boomers ticking off the bucket list, for every dollar that we owe, we or bring in, we owe a dollar seventy, dollar seventy one. Uh. 71, and in the 1980s, that was 66 cents. Wow,
0: wow, it's all relative to income as well, right? True, because uh, you know, I've had a friend of mine tell me that he's at wits' end because his credit cards are at ten thousand right. dollars, and honestly. I don't know how to put this without sounding like an ass, but I was like, I would love to just have $10,000 in debt, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, it just all depends on your resources, your income.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, some people will say they can't have, you know, without X number of dollars in a savings account or money in the bank right. or yeah. what have you yet. As I said earlier, 50% of Canadians don't have their $200 uh-huh. away from not being able to pay their bills like that mm. is astronomical. And, and it's true. It's, it depends on income. But, gosh, like we saw in Alberta, how income can disappear oh,
1: yeah. really, pretty fast. really
2: quickly. And if you don't have that emergency fund. And then, you know, what's, what's interesting is when someone loses their job or they go on mat leave or something of that sort, I'm not bank bashing, that's not my thing, but banks are in business and they don't look at that you are with a company for 20 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't see that. So people don't realize that when they get in financial trouble there might not be that help that they think is there. And we've talked before, too, mm-hmm. about the emergency account. And, oh, you know, maybe you've got this gold ring or this something or this diamond ring or, or something that you think you can liquidate in yeah. the event of an emergency. You thing caused and like,
0: me <gasps> to get my china cabinet sold, by the way. What?
2: Is <laughs> that just, a good thing or a bad thing?
0: I guess it's a good thing. It was just a dumb thing. We were talking about what you just said about, yeah. uh, you know, liquid assets. And I was trying to come up off the top of my head with liquid assets. And I, for whatever reason, said you know, you can sell this china cabinet. Well, I don't even know why I said that. Who's looking for a china cabinet? But my <laughs> wife was listening to the show, and she was like, all I heard was sell the china cabinet, because she's hated that thing for years. <laughs> really? Hey? Uh, we didn't even sell it. Uh, a listener came and picked it up.
2: No way. Yeah, she, I you shocked she, by that? A little bit. Yeah? Like you thought you could have got something for it.
0: I, I thought we could have got something for it, yeah, yeah, but apparently it would cost more to haul it away yeah. than it would to, you know, I mean, it was a press board. I don't even know what I was thinking, to be honest with you. Maybe the contents (laughs) of it are worth something. I don't know. Um, So can you put a number on, just out of curiosity, because I think people feel better, even when they're in debt, um, to know (laughs) that they're not alone. Yes. I mean, how many people, how many Canadians do you think, I, I know it's an unfair question, how many Canadians do you think are in some form of financial trouble?
2: I guess the definition of that would be trouble. What's right? yeah,
1: What's financial trouble? I mean,
2: some people have just like resolved to say 15% of Canadians think they will never be debt-free. They've just said, forget it. Hmm. Um, so uh, it, it, like, it really, I think that 50% of people that are $200 away is scary. Uh, the Financial Planning Standards Council had another survey. One in five Canadians couldn't last one week if they wow. lost their primary source of income. Uh, and this also, what hits really hard and is upsetting to me, is for those that are re- retired that are also in financial strait. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, um, you know, are looking at reverse mortgages to make it to, to get by. Um, they have debts. They're 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 maybe even um, relying on payday loans. Here's a stat for you: twenty percent of those earning eighty thousand and above are using payday loans, and it was like three or 4% of those over $100,000 that they're earning are using payday loans? That's from a new committee that okay, I'm. For, on. I'm what, so their level life. of debt
0: has risen with their. Or. The
2: level of debt, not having that emergency savings right. account, uh, right? Okay. Because you can't just run to the bank. Let's say, let's say they're sure you've got a great income, but maybe that level of debt is so high there isn't the emergency savings. And then why are they going to the payday loan? Maybe they don't want the spouse to know about it. Mm. Maybe they mm-hmm. they don't. You know, maybe they're seeing a planner or a banker or something of that sort. Well, and they
1: don't want them to know about. it. And then it. I wonder if it comes back into the keeping up with the Joneses. Thing. If Absolutely. you're making that much money, you're, all your friends are in kind of mm-hmm. that thing, you need to
2: there's a big Do dinner party this weekend I and you can't this say this no. Letter.
0: So these studies that you're talking about, yeah. were these uh, question and answer type studies or analytical in terms of actual dollars? I mean, if you were, was, were the studies like, are you in financial trouble? Yes or no? I mean, because yeah. you know what I'm thinking about? I'm thinking about an aging population that's starting to look only a few years ahead to retirement, yeah. who their income may be fine, their debt level uh, sustainable through their income, but they're now looking just four or five years down the road or, 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 you know, a dozen years down the road and saying, yeah, but I can't stop working. I can't retire. And and I can see where that panic would start setting in. Yeah.
2: Well, the study is one thing. They're usually pretty broad-based. This is where, and I've been on to talking about using someone like a certified financial planner or a nonprofit credit counsellor. It's really important. We go and get help when it comes to our physical Uh health. We go see a personal trainer. We're not paying $90 an hour to have them watch us on the treadmill. The accountability, the having somebody that has, you know, your back Uh and your blind spots. People don't know if they're okay or not. This is the problem. They don't know how to crunch the Mm -hmm. numbers. They don't know adequately how everyone else is doing. They don't know what they should be expecting in retirement. They have these dollars that may in fact be realistic or not. There may be things that they could do that they don't realize that they could do, and something cool is happening called um, Encore Careers, where, I mean, I want, I hope I'm living to 130 and I'll work till I'm 120. I hope. This is my (laughs) hope. But for people that even just want to work a few years, let's say from 65 to 70, that little amount, if they can just, let's say, even earn 25% of what they earned in their working years, you sit down with the planner, you see, wow, your money, you might not run out of money. Like, there's mm-hmm. tweaks, there's things you can mm-hmm. do. That, and plus, that's just good for your brain and your longevity sure. and all that type of stuff. So, so, like,
0: sell the house, get an apartment, get a part-time <laughs> job. Yeah, I can see that sort of... Give you know, up on I'm, the dream right. of the condo I would love and, to be in an old-age home as long as they had high-speed Wi-Fi. No. Really? Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's your criteria. That's, that's, about that's all, all I need is. at this that's point, cute. yeah.
1: We need to take a break here with Kelly Keene. We're talking about um, emotional stress from your financial situation. What is happening in your world and uh, some of the numbers really really staggering and you know that the physical impact of this as well on the on your personal well-being we'll talk more with kelly about that right after this joining us in studio this afternoon we're talking about financial stress yeah uh, four in ten of you ranked money as your greatest stress that over personal health work and relationships uh Kelly, we looked at kind of uh, what's going on, but people are losing sleep over mm-hmm. this. I mean, I guess any time you have any sorts of stresses, I mean, yeah, losing sleep, worried about money, been yeah. there, done that, worried about what's going to happen. Oh, my goodness, the uh, septic system on the, out of the ranch is, has blown up. What are we going to yeah. do about that? All of those sorts of things, and you, you don't know where to turn to. You don't know what to do, but, yeah, these numbers, there's a lot of people,
2: like, like mm-hmm.
1: 50% of Canadians
2: who are, are going through
1: this we're not alone
2: yeah and a lot of the people that are worried are worried about what will happen they don't know mm-hmm. they maybe owe money to revenue Canada they maybe owe money to uh, debtors or what have you and a lot of that I think sleepless night is because they haven't sat down with someone they don't know how, how bad the situation is it's almost better mm-hmm. it's almost always better than you think better than doing almost nothing almost always better than you think yeah it okay. is I mean because That's the my thing- bank calls right now <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it all, you know, like the, you have to ask, like, what is the worst thing? I, I have talked to a lot of people going through bankruptcy, and at the same time, ironically, they'll have a friend that's dying of cancer, mm. and they'll go, you know, I can pick myself back up, and you can, like, you really can. It's not the end of the world. And unfortunately, uh, people have taken their lives because of it. People uh-huh. have felt that there was nothing else that they could do. And there's always, always something you can do. The fact that we're still embarrassed and ashamed during mental health week, I mean, uh, I remember growing up and having a lot of friends with mental health, you could not utter any words. The fact Mm -hmm. that we're talking about it, we have a whole week, Mm -hmm. is amazing. Uh, You can talk about money problems, but as my husband will always give the distinction, you can't talk about a lack of money problem, okay? You've got RSPs, you don't know where to put them, that's a great problem. (laughs) You can talk Mm -hmm. to a lot of people about that. There's no shame and embarrassment and sleepless nights about, you know, your paying too much fees. It's when you don't have it. And we also weighed in with this survey with a clinical psychologist. Uh, she's actually a neuropsychologist out of Winnipeg, Dr. Moira Summers. And she talked about the fact of like this this cognitive capacity that's weighing on you. All of your bandwidth is being eaten when you have a financial problem. It's just weighing on you constantly. And if that stress becomes chronic and long term because of a habit oh, yeah. or whatever, uh, she actually says that it reduces your, your IQ temperature it, rec- it reduces your ability to solve problems. So you're at work trying mm-hmm. to do a good job, and all of this, and, and and you know you're messing up and screwing up, and maybe yeah, the it's kids paralysis
0: start- by analysis.
2: Yeah, you just absolutely. can't stop thinking about it all. And if you know where things are, if now now I I've heard the feedback across Canada. I you know you went and saw someone, they scared you and said you need eight million dollars to retire. So you put your <laughs> head in the sand. You went and saw someone else, and you felt that you were being scammed or you were only being sold. Absolutely, the financial industry is far from perfect. You have rights. You have rights to shop around with a banker, with a financial planner, Mm -hmm. with a nonprofit credit counselor. These are people that are all in business. They are not folks that are just waking up uh, to quote-unquote help you out. They do want to help you out and I think most of them are really great people but you still need to know your rights and as much as you might feel like garbage if you're going through some of these things, you got to pick yourself up and remember that um, you know they're in business, and and you have a right to have answers, regardless of how you're feeling or where your financial situation. I like some of
1: those new commercials out there that they're sticking sticking it to the financial people, saying that you're taking more money than <laughs> than, yeah. than
2: you know you're taking more money of mine than
1: you should be. Okay, a quick break here at three twenty nine. More with Kelly Keene after the three thirty news. The
0: six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.